It's rivalry week. It's here. It's the game. It's Ohio State and Michigan. It's the game we've all been waiting for. So let's get serious. Let's dig deep into it. Let's figure this thing out in advance. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. You know we really appreciate it. And we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown college and use the code lockdown college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. We are going to go right into this, into the game, Ohio State and Michigan. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk about it here. Can't wait to watch the game on Saturday. Of course, we'll have some Michigan State coaching news. There's a report out there that we've got a Final Four. As far as candidates are concerned, Northwestern gets a new stadium and some quarterback news out of Penn State. And we'll close it out with our power rankings. Hang on to the end for that and see what we have there. Be sure to subscribe down below and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Here we go. For all the marbles, it is the biggest game of the year. It's the biggest game every year. Uh, both teams are ranked in the top four, bidding for a playoff bid. Michigan is favored, depending on what site you look at. FanDuel, for example, three and a half, four and a half, somewhere in between. Uh, it's the first time Michigan's been favored in this game in five years, which surprised me a little bit because uh, I didn't remember that. And, you know, Michigan has blown out Ohio State the past two years, but Ohio State was favored in those games. The winner of this game will play Iowa for the Big Ten Championship, and the loser will have to wait and see if they can still back into the four-team playoff like last year when the Big Ten had both Michigan and Ohio State taking two of the four playoff spots. So... All season long, I've thought, and you've listened to me here on this podcast, I thought Michigan was the deeper and stronger and better team. And Ohio State's been right there with them. Um, and Ohio State has some assets too. I think Ohio State has a little bit more speed, to be honest with you. If you would have asked me who I thought was winning this game, I would have said Michigan every week of the year. I just thought they would have edged them out. They just looked like that, that perfect team, the team of destiny. Uh, this is before all this, the second suspensions. We knew about the first ones because that's how we started the season with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, they seem to have handled that so far uh, okay. But I would have thought Michigan, but up until about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, starting to starting to tilt a little bit. Like I think Ohio State is playing better football right now. Michigan may still be the better, deeper, stronger team, but Ohio State's playing better right now, I think. We still got a couple days to change my mind. We'll make it official. We'll have our pigskin picks at the end of the week on Friday's show. But let's compare a few things between both of these teams. And, you know, uh, let's start with coaching, for example. And there's no wrong answer if you want to pick a better coach here. Look, Ryan Day has won 90% of his games at Ohio State in five years. Very impressive. Nobody's done better. And he's done a wonderful job grooming Kyle McCord. 
And, you know, Kyle McCord is not as talented as some of the past Ohio State quarterbacks. But you remember how things were going at the beginning of the season. Remember, Ryan Day, he wanted to have a quarterback named uh, a week before going into that season opener against Indiana, and he couldn't do it. It was a battle between Devin Brown and Kyle McCord. There was no separation. I would argue that that battle even continued two weeks into the season before Ryan Day said, all right, McCord's the guy. And it was a belabored quarterback battle. It, again, it just it kept going on and on. And then finally, McCord gets the job, settles down, Day picks him. But look at McCord and how he plays now. Totally different quarterback. It's day and night. And given that Ryan Day, as well as McCord, give both of them all the credit in the world. It has been just a, a constant arc of improvement each and every week. He's a really good quarterback right now. And who knows at the beginning of the season, you're like, what, what direction is this going? Not sure. Meanwhile, Jim Harbaugh, he's done a wonderful job. Despite the suspensions, he's done a wonderful job putting this team together and keeping it together, right? It's deep. It's powerful. It's great. It really is. And this team has stayed together and focused as Harbaugh will now miss his sixth game out of the 12 games this season with the two separate suspensions that have been going on beginning and the end of the season. But Harbaugh should be given credit for putting a system together that can uh, that can operate the way it does, whether he's there or not. And these kids will run through a wall for Jim Harbaugh, and Harbaugh needs to be given credit for that. All right, so let's talk about some other things. And um, we start out with some injuries. Tommy, some uh, news out of Ohio State. Uh, Tommy Eichenberg, he was held out last week, senior day against the Gophers. He was really upset. Ryan Day was telling a story. Um, he says they almost came to a fist fight over whether Eichenberg was going to play last week or not. So there were a lot of late night texts back and forth. Day held him out. Obviously, Day won the argument. He held him out as a precaution. He says, look, man, we got bigger goals ahead, bigger fish to fry. Got the Michigan game coming up. We got some possible college football playoffs, Big Ten championship. Also, defensive tackle Mike Hall. Uh, Mike Hall Jr., he will be ready to play on the defensive side of the ball as well, according to Day. So Eichenberg and Hall will be in the lineup for the Ohio State Buckeyes against Michigan on uh, on Saturday. So uh, they're all set. They're pretty healthy. It's about as healthy as they've been for a while. Of course, in the middle of the season, when running back uh, Travion Henderson was out, you know, he returned from this injury a couple of weeks ago, and the offense has literally been running smoothly with him. He has been the, the difference maker, the glue, if you will, to make everything's, uh, everything go. Plus, last week, they got Emeka Buka back at wide receiver. He missed a few games due to injury. Now that he's out there, he can provide some relief and divert some attention with the Michigan defense off of Marvin Harrison Jr. And, and, by, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is just – it's been phenomenal, but absolutely phenomenal. If he has a huge game Saturday, uh, Harrison could go from Heisman finalist to Heisman contender, like shorten the list a little bit. He's going to New York. I'm sure he's going to be one of the finalists as is. But, you know, receivers have to do more and be more because this is a quarterback's award now, largely. Not all the time, but largely. And um, I think if he has a big game Saturday, some people are going to go, hmm. Maybe uh, maybe all those quarterbacks out there will split the vote. Marvin Harrison will have a really good chance of getting the Heisman Trophy. Speaking of wide receivers, Michigan's Roman Wilson. He left the Maryland game last week. He got rocked. He did. Um, and he's been J.J. McCarthy's main end zone target. He's got 10 touchdowns this year. 
Offensive lineman Miles Hinton left a Maryland game as well. He's 6'6", 340, and a senior, and he was a backup. He was in for Ladarius Henderson, who sat out the Maryland game. Michael Barrett also left the game with a sprained AC joint, but he did return to the game. So uh, acting head coach Sheryl Moore says that everybody should be good to go for the Ohio State game, despite all the injuries, uh, even J.J. McCarthy. And you're like, what? What about J.J. McCarthy? Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but J.J. McCarthy hasn't been J.J. McCarthy the past couple of weeks, and it got me to thinking. So the second half of the Penn State game, he doesn't throw a single pass. Well, he threw one, but it was a penalty, so it didn't count. They ran the ball 32 straight times. And last week in Maryland, he didn't look right, did he? I mean, he was 12 of 23, and he threw an interception. That was it. It wasn't exactly great. Now, we did hear that he was banged up a little bit in practice before the Maryland game. Now, that doesn't explain anything about the Penn State game. But I think he's gone like 13 quarters without a touchdown pass. That's pretty remarkable. And uh, maybe he had a little bit of an issue with the injury during warm-ups ahead of the Maryland game and gutted it out from what I'm hearing. Not a lot has been said about it. Don't know what the body part is, what that the problem is. But he played. And Sheryl Moore says that he is feeling pretty good right now ahead of the Ohio State game. So we'll see. But it might be something worth keeping an eye on in the game on Saturday. But having said all that, uh, everybody is healthy on both sides and ready to go. Full strength. This should be a great football game. We talked about Ohio State running back uh, Travion Henderson a moment ago. Let's talk about the running backs from Michigan in this game. Uh, first of all, it's all about the powerful running of Blake Corum. He's kind of the the center focus of this offense gets some help from Donovan Edwards that adds a little uh, slash and, and, and running ability as well and can catch the ball. But Corum is the focal point of the entire offense. And after the injury he had last year, he could have gone to the NFL, but he decided he had some unfinished business, came back to Michigan, and here we are at the end of the season with everything before him. I do think that Michigan has an advantage with a better offensive line than Ohio State. When Buckeyes running back uh, Henderson was out, I noticed something in watching their game. Their O-line, which, remember, was a little bit piecemeal at the beginning of the year, had trouble getting out into the second level and blocking linebackers, and they really weren't getting a lot of yards per carry. Henderson is talented enough as a running back back into the lineup. He can cover up some of those mistakes with his shiftiness and his speed, and he really makes that offense go, and he makes the offensive line look a lot better. So I think that might be something to watch. But I think Michigan's offensive line, I, I think they're – really good, even though they were a little banged up last week and playing some second, third, and fourth stringers in there. I think they're uh, superior to Ohio State's offensive line. Both defenses on the front sevens, they're all capable of getting to the quarterback. They're all great at stuffing the run up front, and they both possess guys in the secondary that can get you a turnover here and there. Ohio State's uh, Connor Jordan, or uh, corner Jordan Hancock, a couple of interceptions this year and a pass breakup. Uh, Michigan's nickelback, uh, Mike Sainristel, two interceptions against Maryland last week. And he might be the best nickel back in the country, I think. Got five interceptions already, including uh, the two I mentioned last week, four pass breakups. He's everywhere. Got a nose for the football. And like I said at the top, I think Michigan is better and deeper, but I think Ohio State's playing a little bit better right now. And uh, again, I'll save that uh, for the final picks, our final segment on Friday on our uh, podcast here at Lockdown Big Ten. So be sure to tune in for that one. 
and um, looking forward to that going into the weekend. Uh, in the meantime, um, let me remind you that as soon as the Ohio State-Michigan game is over, maybe about 3.30 Eastern on Saturday, Locked on Big Ten, we're going to go live on our YouTube channel. We're going live on Saturdays, different times. Sometimes it's later at night after the night game on NBC. Sometimes it's during the day game. Right as soon as that game is over, it's a noon kickoff, so around 3.30, Lockdown Big Ten is going to go live for your immediate reaction. We get the live comments on YouTube, and we'll have a lot of fun with that. All right? So keep that in mind. By the way, uh, we won't have a podcast tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're going to take Thursday off. We'll be back on Friday, do another deep look on the game, maybe a little bit of bow and woody history on Friday, have some fun with that, and look at all the other rivalry games going on in the Big Ten this weekend as well. Um, so keep that in mind coming up. We're going to talk about the college football playoff poll. It is out. There was a change. We'll discuss. We've got some Penn state quarterback news. We've got some Michigan state coaching finalist news. Yeah. We got down to a final four from according to one report and Northwestern's getting a new stadium finally. So all that coming up in just one minute right here on lockdown, big 10. Have you tried prize picks yet? Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and it is fun. It's it's just you against the numbers, and here's how it works. You can grab players in any sport, grab a couple of them, two, three, six players, whatever you want, and attach some stats to them ahead of their games, and you say more than those stats or less than those stats, and you win if it comes to fruition, and you can mix up sports, whatever you want to do. For example, you could say, hey, LeBron James, his next game for the Lakers, uh, more than 25 points, and let's pair that with Jared Goff. Thursday, Thanksgiving, the Lions taking on the Packers. Jared Goff, more than two touchdown passes. So LeBron, more than 25 points, and Jared Goff, more than two touchdown passes. And if they get more than, in both of those stack categories, you win. It's very simple. And it's a lot of fun. Everybody's doing it. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash college and use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. I want to take a moment to thank all of you, you everydayers out there, for making us, since we took over in late June to Thanksgiving, here we are. We've gone from like 1,200 subscribers to almost 5,000. You can still subscribe if you haven't yet and join our Big Ten club here, if you will. Uh, you can subscribe. And uh, you everydayers, thank you. Tell people. But when you're together for Thanksgiving with family and friends, if you know some Big Ten people, tell them about us. Hey, check out Locked On Big Ten. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. So subscribe. Share and follow like down Big Ten, your team every day. All right, the college football poll is out. Came out uh, Tuesday night. There was a change. Georgia's still number one. Ohio State's still number two. Michigan's still number three. Florida State got bounced out of the four spot. Was it because Jordan Travis got hurt, their quarterback? You know, the committee said they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't project. They would say just up to this point. But uh, they lose their quarterback against North Alabama. They got the Florida Gators, an ACC championship. 
but the Washington Huskies were sitting at number uh, five. They move up to four. They jump Florida State. They had the win where they squeaked by 11th ranked Ohio or Oregon State rather, and uh, they beat three straight ranked teams, or at least they were ranked when they played them. It's USC, Utah, and Oregon State. And they said, "Look, uh, Florida State. They played North Alabama. All right. And meanwhile, you got Washington beating top 25 teams. So they moved them up. Oregon State's at six, by the way." Bo Nix, what an amazing game he had last week. So I, I'll point out here that now that Washington has replaced Florida State, three of the top four teams in the country are either current or soon-to-be Big Ten schools. And then there's Oregon right around the corner. So in the top six, four of them are Big Ten current or soon-to-be future Big Ten teams. Oh, Big Ten is so stacked. It's awesome. So anyway. That's the latest. Uh, I like to think if you think that's fair with what happened to Florida State, Washington, I think is deserving. I think probably this is the right move. This is the right move. Uh, other news. Oh, by the way, Penn State, other Big Ten teams, they're 11th, and Iowa, the West representative out of the Big Ten, is at 17th in the country. So Penn State, Drew Aller is expected to play for Penn State season finale against Michigan State. He did leave the Rutgers game, banged up the shoulder. Uh, against Rockers, and this game against Michigan State is Friday night, 7.30 on NBC, going to be played at Ford Field. A little side note for you, Michigan State has given Penn State some fits in the past. They have won six of the last 10 against the Lions. So uh, the spread's 21. I think it'll be closer than that. I think it'll be a closer game than that. Also, uh, Northwestern, they finally got clearance to build a brand-new Ryan Field. We got clearance from the Evanston, Illinois City Council. There were some zoning issues, nearby neighborhoods, concerts, noise, lights, football games, all that stuff. They got it all ironed out. The new stadium will be, be built on the uh, site of the current Ryan Field, which is 97 years old. It'll see 35,000 people, which is down 12,000 from the current size. It's going to be more uh, intimate, if you will. It features a canopy and some technology that will focus noise and light back toward the field, not bother the neighborhood nearby. And uh, they'll have some fancy scoreboards at the stadium. And the school has not announced where they're going to play while the new stadium is being built. Hopefully not Wrigley Field. That can't squeeze that in there anymore. That was a, they did that once this year. I don't think they'll go back and do that. All right. I want to talk to you right now about Michigan State. And their coaching opening to replace Mel Tucker. There are several sources. Uh, well, first of all, number one, Urban Meyer is not on the list. And I know a lot of people, and by people, I mean social media, is going to be devastated by this news. So for realistic fans, here's how the list is shaping up. The reported uh, finalists are Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith, Toledo head coach Jason Candle, Arizona head coach Jed Fish, and Duke head coach Mike Elko. So let's talk about these guys for just a minute. As far as Oregon State's uh, Jonathan Smith, intrigued by this one, and I got a feeling he really wants this job at Michigan State. Um, look, he's been about a 500 coach there in six years with the Beavers, but he won 10 games last year. He beat Florida in a bowl game. Having another really good season here this year, eight and three. But the reason I find this to be the most intriguing candidate is because Smith is with one of the two teams that got held holding the bag with the Pac-12. They're the, you know, Oregon State and Washington State didn't find a home while everybody else scurried to 
other conferences, including the four we're going to pick up in the Big Ten. So if you can't beat him, join him. If four teams are coming to the Big Ten and he's not one, he might as well come as a head coach and take a Michigan State job anyway, because the, the the future is so uncertain with uh, with Oregon State. So I think Jonathan Smith really wants that job. Toledo head coach Jason Candle, been at Toledo a while, nine years, been successful the whole time, including two MAC championships. They're in the MAC championship game again this year. If they win, they win back to back titles. And this is a guy that's going to be on a lot of short lists. Like he's ready to take that next step up. You know, I don't know if Michigan state, I don't, I don't know what Michigan state's thinking. I don't know if they want the big name, you know, they were wanting urban Meyer, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, Mel Tucker was making one of the biggest contracts in, in college football. Were they going to go spend all kinds of big money on a big name and keep this program going and try and catch up to Michigan and Ohio state and Southern Cal and all this, what are they going to do? That's why I don't think they'll hire a guy from like Toledo. No, not be smirching, you know, Coach Candle at, at Toledo, but I think they would want a bigger name. But I don't know. I don't know if that if they're going to go in that direction or not. Arizona head coach Jed Fish is on this list. He's 14 to 21 in three years there, but he's eight and three this year and getting a lot of attention. Plus, he's the former passing game coordinator under Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, which means he can recruit the area. He's familiar with uh, the state of Michigan. And then there's Duke head coach Mike Elko. He's on everybody's short list. Why? Well, if you can win at Duke in football, not basketball, you can win everywhere. That's the thinking. Texas A&M is interested in him, by the way. Uh, so he may have some leverage on where he decides to go. He's the former defensive coordinator at Texas A&M. He's also at Notre Dame and Wake Forest and Bowling Green. So... Anyway, that's the latest on the Michigan State coaching search. We'd love your opinions. Spartan fans, hit me up at uh, Twitter or X at TalkBig10, number 10, and uh, also here on YouTube as well. I'll take an informal poll as to who you guys want to hire. I think that announcement will be coming pretty soon. Also, speaking of announcements, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7. This podcast will appear on there from time to time as well uh, as they cover the top stories of the day with local experts locked on, plus our national shows covering every single league, us. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. I've got my power rankings. For the Big Ten, here we go into the last week of the season. I'll let you know where your team ranks in one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, these teams, these coaches, they're going to put teams together and players together. They have to fit. Sometimes they lose them to injury or transfer portal, and you got to replace those guys, and the chemistry is very important. And it's the same thing if you have a small business. These days, uh, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you post the job. You got the purple hashtag hiring frame, uh, and that uh, has your profile, your LinkedIn profile, and it gets the word out that you're trying to hire somebody. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one 
in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So let's get to our power rankings. And uh, we're into the last week of the season here. So this is getting kind of final-ish. I'm going to put them on the screen here. If you're listening on audio only, if you're on video, here it is. We'll go full screen. And uh, look, the past couple of weeks, I'd say about three weeks ago, I had Ohio State and Michigan tied. I, some people thought it was a cop-out. It was. I thought they were both equal, the best two, ready to go. I think now just this week, Ohio State's been playing a little bit better. I know Maryland gave Michigan a bit of a time last Saturday. So I'm going to, I'm going to separate them just by a hair, almost a half, right? Let's say Ohio state, number one, Michigan, number two, this will all sort itself out on Saturday at noon. I'm going to keep Penn state at number three, although I'm intrigued by the Iowa Hawkeyes at number four, where I've had them for quite some time as they win the big 10 West and they'll be in the big 10 championship game. I'd like to see what would happen if Penn state and Iowa played now, as you remember, uh, Penn State hosted Iowa very early in the season and just blew their doors off, shut them out. I, I would like to see what kind of game those two would play. Maybe Penn State still wins that game, but I, I would wonder how it would all turn out. Going to keep the Maryland Terps at number five. Um, the Terps, a little disappointed, I think they are, in their season this year, but they look, they were a good team, and they gave both Ohio State and Michigan a challenge. And I think they, they led Ohio State into the third quarter. They kept it within a score uh, of Michigan this past weekend with many chances to try and tie or take the lead and just couldn't quite get over the hump. It's a good football team. Rutgers, also a, a very good defensive team at number six. I'm going to put Northwestern. They're going bowling this year at number seven. I like the Wisconsin Badgers at number eight. Big overtime win last week. The uh, Illinois fighting a line at nine. Look, this is a decent football team. They got an intriguing backup quarterback that I like, uh, Paddock, over uh, Altmar. And um, Illinois has either lost their games or the ones they've won have just been at the at the uh, by a hair at the end. A lot of close last second wins that they've had this year. Minnesota Golden Gophers at number ten. They're playing for a bowl bid this weekend. They got to get that win and uh, the best of the rest. Nebraska at uh, number eleven. Michigan State. Got the win last week at Bloomington at number 12. The Purdue Boilermakers 13 and the Indiana Hoosiers at 14. Purdue and Indiana, of course, play each other for the old Oaken Bucket in West Lafayette on Saturday. So there you have it. Power rankings. A couple other quick reminders in case you, you missed it early. So um, Thursday, we're going to take off. Hope you have a wonderful time with your family on Thanksgiving. We'll be back with another podcast first thing Friday morning. And then we will go live Saturday on our YouTube channel, Lockdown Big Ten, as soon as the Ohio State-Michigan game is over. In the meantime, if you want to hit me up between now and then, don't forget, uh, at Twitter, at X, at TalkBig10, number 10. Don't forget our website, uh, TalkBig10Number10.com. And, of course, you can hit me up on YouTube with comments as well. Uh, be sure to subscribe. Do us a favor. Do us a holiday favor here going to the Thanksgiving weekend. Subscribe and tell your friends about us when you're getting together with your family and friends. 
If they're Big Ten people, you can follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And also, don't forget the um, the Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. You want to check that out as well. Have a great day. Have a great Thanksgiving. Back on Friday and again live on Saturday. So always appreciate you hanging out with us. For Lockdown Big Ten, I'm Craig Scheman.